Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Overflow, the podcast. Are you filling everyone's cup meanwhile your energy and inspiration is drained? I believe when you move from overdrive to overflow, you have a supply of energy for people around you and all the demands of life so that you can tackle them with ease. Overflow is an experience of being in the zone with all your attention, so much so you momentarily forget everything else. This show is your weekly guide. Let's build a plan for making time for pure enjoyment or being fully absorbed in the complexity of your work or studies because this ambition will fill you up because you're not here to be average, you're here to be awesome. I'm Kimberly Snyder, motivational speaker, student of positive psychology, advocate, and champion of people. I'm your cheerleader and your biggest fan. So fill up your cup, savor the moment as we chat and nourish the mind, body, and soul so we can respond to life's challenges and find your overflow. Thanks so much and welcome back. This is Kimberly Snyder. I am thrilled to have you join our conversation with Fabienne Raphael. I hope that you're out there and you receive her message. I think she's got a message for you. If you've got your earbuds in your ear, she is speaking right to your heart today. Fabienne Raphael is the creator of the Dream Method. With her one-on-one coaching and her coaching empire elite mastermind, she helps high achievers monetize their knowledge, replace their income, fire their job, and become their own boss so they can live their purpose and change lives by building their coaching businesses. She does have a background in radio and television, hosting her own broadcast and top-ranked podcast, Marketing to Crush Your Competitors, and she co-created a TV show as well. Fabienne has also shared the stage with John Lee Dumas, Chris Brogan, and Sue Zimmerman, and she spoke at the last New Media Europe conference in London. She's been featured in Forbes, ABC, Fox, CBS, Inc., and Huffington Post, and she's appeared in over 40 podcast summits and mastermind groups. One example is the entrepreneur on fire. She really is on fire. She's a former elite athlete, a physical therapist. Fabienne brings a high level of energy, truly radiance, empathy, and a genuine authenticity. And she leads her clients to a thriving business that meets their expectation. Um, She's also worked with athletes and mentored um, them within the Canadian delegation of the 2019 Pan America Games in Lima, Peru. She strongly believes that everyone has the power to take control of their own destiny and is dedicated to changing the wealth code for future generations. Wow, Fabienne, what an introduction. Truly an honor to know and have met you and have you joined the Overflow Conversation Are you ready to reconsider your sense of achievement? Are you ready for a 75-day challenge? Are you ready to open your heart, be true to who you are, truly aligned with your own values and how you show up, and likewise offering the people that you lead 
or maybe the people that are in your life, truly opening up your heart and hearing them and opening yourself up to the conversation. Well, here we go. Join our conversation with Fabienne. Fabienne, thanks so much. I really appreciate your inspiration today. Certainly I needed it. Here we go. I'm thrilled to have you here and have a uh, have a new friend, Fabienne. Let's start with, how is your day going today? How are you this morning? It's going well. Yes. Actually, after I um, took my little one to daycare. After that, I took my morning walk. And then I wrote a post. I was so inspired. Um, right before I went on, on this interview, I wrote this long and very inspiring post that I'm looking forward to actually share with the world later today. But uh, yeah, that's how my day got started. Extremely inspired. So you're lucky. This, this is it. This is it. I'm, I'm looking for Fabienne. I'm looking for the golden nugget to morning routine. Like on a personal note, I'm sure our listeners are also, you know, they've got great morning routines, but I'm looking for the, what is it that people do in the morning that they jump out of bed, they gather up all this energy, they're inspired. Are you up ahead of everybody else? No, actually, my little one wakes me up. So when he wakes up, like I wake up um, and most of the time, like he he's quite independent, like having his breakfast and watching his little program. So while he does that, then I read I read uh, my 10 pages. So I read 10 pages of a self-development book every day. And and now is I'm reading Psycho Cybernetics. Yeah, really interesting. It's. It's been many times that I read this book because it's very, um, I would say thick. And like, I, even if I wanted to read more than 10 pages, I couldn't because it gives you like so many insights in your life, you know, what you could implement to change a few things. Um, so, so that's what I do. And then after reading and my little one ready, get him to daycare. As soon as I come back here, I go out for a walk and then when, when I'm back from my walk, I'm ready to start my day. So today was a content writing day. So uh, I started and yeah, Ooh, I wrote this sure, piece. Sure. Uh, what I really enjoy know, um, getting to know you, Fabienne, on social media is you go for a walk and you take the phone or the camera with you and you have a conversation like you're walking, being inspired. And I think often we do walk and our mind does wander and, and we enjoy the peace. But sometimes I haven't been for a walk and there I am walking with you on Facebook. I'm not getting the exercise, but I'm getting the <laughs> the benefit of your of your inspiration. Let's say I got better at this because uh, I used to think that, you know, when you wanted to do a live stream, you had to be in a perfect setting, yes. you know, like nice lighting, you know, well-dressed and all that yes. stuff. Uh, but now I'm way better at, okay, something hits me or I feel like sharing it. I just take my phone, who cares? And I share it. Right. So, uh, so yeah, I do that. Mo- yeah. Often, more often now than I used to, for sure. Share it with the world. It's inspiring. It's really inspiring. I know you're working with other people. I know you are a coach and I think you're a coach to some coaches as well. Yes. 
Yes, actually I coach, I coach coaches. Um, so people that feel that they were born coaches, it's funny because I always get the same story. You know, they're like, well, since I'm a kid, people are drawn to me, talk to me about their problems, or they reach out to me. And sometimes it's the first time they meet me and they tell me about all their lives. It's as if like, I inspire that trust. And they usually have, you know, a zone of genius, something that they're very great at, and they want to embrace that and and get paid for it and just live their purpose mm -hmm. and get access to that freedom lifestyle that they've been dreaming on. Mm -hmm. But for some reason, everyone else was more important. You know, their job was more important. The kids were more important and they get at a point in their lives. that, like, wait a minute, like, <laughs> I can't, I can't go on this way, you know, like for the second half of my life or whatever. And then they, they, they want to reinvent themselves and change their careers and just like be able to become a coach and, and inspire other people and change other people's lives. So you have these people and you also have the coaches that have started for some time but they, they don't seem to get results out of it. And they feel that something is not right. Like they're missing something with it. So I also work with these people to help them tweak and, and get them like access to more clients in their business and, you know, more income so they could eventually replace their income if this is what they wish and leave their job so they can be full-time coaches. Like this is amazing. I love the inspiration. And I think I was in a conversation earlier where I've been talking to leaders about having their company mission and vision and, and value statements. And I've been talking to leaders about sometimes they get into a, a bind where they have to have a, a difficult conversation. So the leader perceives it as I need to have a difficult conversation, maybe about performance um, with their employee. And so as an HR professional, I often say, you know, what are the values that you have on your wall for your company? What's your mission statement? Like use that as your touchstone as, as part of your conversation when you're getting into uh, a performance conversation. But I was just in a conversation saying it's so easy for us to be aware of the mission or the values of the company, but we actually haven't taken the time to write our own mission statement, our yeah. own, to really acknowledge what are our own values, especially in the time of a pandemic where, you know, we're worried about our safety and we're definitely worried about that, but we're also wondering, are we in the right position of our lives? Do we need to have like Kimberly Snyder 2.0 or 3.0? Do we need to evolve? And so is that, would you say that you have their you encourage them to look at their mission and their values as part of their evolution? Yeah, definitely. Because one thing for me, well, I'm highly intuitive. And one thing for me is, is that is important is that everything I do feels aligned. So I, I instilled that also in my clients, because like when you try to play a role or when you try to say something that the others would want to hear without being yourself, then at a certain point, your true self will come out and people will not recognize you. So you might as well like play it as don't play it, just like be yourself and own what you stand for. You embrace it and you share it. Well, of course, everyone is not going to follow you, but the ones who do, they stick with you for a long, long time. And, and that's one of the reasons why so many like, coaches they are afraid whenever like especially when they get started 
they're like, well, you know, I don't want to repel people. I, I, I want to attract the most clients possible. I want to serve everyone. I want to be there for everyone, but you can't uh, because when you do that, then you have to find a way to communicate with everyone at the same time, which is kind of like way harder than if you focus on the people who fit your values, who fit what your zone of genius is, what problem you can solve for them. And then these people, they come like, they become very fond of you, fans of you. And then they follow you and talk about you to everyone that they know, because they know that you're true to your values. You walk the talk, you give them results, you serve them well, and you're standing out of so many people online right now, as we speak, who don't freaking care about, about you. They just care about your credit card number or, or the amount of money you give them, right? Mm-hmm. So, so as soon as you stand for, for your own values, and especially in coaching, like, empathy and you know wanting to truly help the other person is extremely important as soon as you do that like definitely you have a step above like a ton of people who just don't care so yes I mean I I definitely I definitely encourage that in my clients and in fact things start shifting differently when you when you decide that you're true to yourself and you you just express your who you, who you are. So if Kim, we were to meet today and you come to my place and we start talking and everything, well, the person that you see right now being interviewed is going to be the same person that you'll meet. Right. And you'll be like, Oh, you're exactly the same. And that's a good thing. Right. But like, sometimes you see people on TV or you see them on interviews or you see the, and then you meet them and you're like, Oh, they're different. (laughs) Why, why is that? I feel that it's it's just missing alignment and, and I don't want to live like that. So, no. Um, yeah. And I would say, yeah, I think people more and more want someone who is truly authentic, who's really going to show up. I think when I, if I think about the women that I work with as leaders, sometimes I think they are afraid. They acknowledge the business, the company values, and maybe it's their own company, but they're afraid to show up authentically to their own team. Mm. So they, you know, similar, I would say similar to coaches, but obviously their, their team kind of reports to them and they are, well, through the pandemic, what I have seen is they are worried and they have this, the safety and the security of their team and the business on their shoulders, as well as everything we have on our shoulders about, you know, family and friends and, vaccinations Mm -hmm. and all the things but I think sometimes it's hard for leaders as much as you say show up authentic I think they're afraid to really be vulnerable in front of their team because their team is kind of relying on them to be the you know like I'm flexing my muscles like they 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 want their leader to be you know strong and confident and and not be I I would say I don't feel that vulnerability is is a bad thing I don't feel, I feel like as a leader, when you're vulnerable, it shows that first of all, you're human. And second of all, you have a lot of courage because you don't only express like the strong sides of yourself, but you also share your flaws and you also Mm -hmm. own your mistakes and you also 
you know, own that everything is not always perfect. No. Because I no, feel that, not. you know, if, if it's always picture perfect, then something's wrong with you. Like you're mm -hmm. hiding something. And then I'm like, hmm, what is she hiding? What is he hiding? Mm -hmm. why, why can't we never hear about, you know, something that went wrong? Or I'm not, I'm not saying that, uh, you know, we should complain every day or no. you know, cry on a live stream whatsoever. But sometimes like if the message under it like needs to be said, it takes a lot of courage to turn on your camera or to be in front of your team, in front of your clients and share something extremely proud that it just shows how human you are and how courageous you are and how much you own everything that's happening to you and, that's, mm -hmm. and that you're not playing a role mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. so, so to me, like being vulnerable is actually a, a sign of strength. Because it requires a lot of courage. Like just, just think about, I'm thinking about just like being a kid and going to your parents and admitting that you did something wrong takes courage, right? Um, um, so, so it depends like how, how trained you are in doing that in your life, like about admitting that something went not well or that you made a mistake and you, you're ready to do whatever it takes to you know, solve that problem or change mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I totally encourage people to, to be vulnerable, um, you know, in the, in the time that it needs to be said. Yes, for sure. It's true. The, it, that's a good point where you said, you know, maybe the team does see her or him as, you know, very strong, very confident all the time, but it's true. There might be this inkling of it, life can't be that perfect because, because life can't be that perfect. So maybe sometimes kind of opening a window into your life or into your worries or into your um, like feelings to say, oh, this is, this is going on to share with your team. That's a good point around kind of having that courage because guess what? Nobody's, nobody's perfect. And mm -hmm. we're, we all have bad days from, from time to time. So yeah. Yeah. I think there's also something too, I'm really encouraged by your conversation that you're having about disrupting the narrative. I saw it live on Facebook. I have to watch it all the way to the end, but I think, I wonder if you have any advice there too. So there is a narrative that needs to be disruptive. We are having this conversation about Black Lives Matter and respecting diversity, not necessarily respecting that everyone is equal and that people have different realities and that maybe we have been, some of us have been shielded to the realities of others. And so do you have any advice for leaders who are thinking just on, I was just thinking about how you, you brought up courage and vulnerability. And so maybe there are also leaders out there wondering how do I um, have that conversation or disrupt the narrative that maybe as a team or as a business, um, we haven't had that conversation. Do you have any advice for, you know, what leaders kind of might want to do to be vulnerable to start that conversation? Um, first of all, like, I, I would just say that uh, <laughs> it's it's not going to be a, always like a pleasant uh, conversation and, and not to be close to truly hearing what mm -hmm. people are saying about it. Um, cause, cause of course it brings up a lot of conflicts even more for the people that are really like in opposite directions, but I feel that not before we, we are able to express that 
but just like expressing it in a respectful way, but also mm -hmm. like in the empathetic way to truly understand where that person comes from. This is how the change is going to occur. Um, so avoiding the conversation is not is not the is definitely not the solution at all. But I think that opening up a conversation is always great because because this is how you see how people are experimenting it in their lives and how others like are not necessarily aware of what you know their coworker is experimenting outside of work or inside of work, right? So it makes just people more aware of the global situation and then maybe more they understand better where people that have been oppressed or people that experiment racism or people that uh, are scared to go out after a certain time at night, even though they are supposedly in a safe neighborhood, mm -hmm. uh, experiment, right? Um, so, so I would just say like whenever like they take that conversation, not to be, to be ready that it's not going to be comfortable at all. Um, we had that discussion last Friday and it was amazing because so many people joined, like we had people from, uh, from the UK, from North America, like from Australia who joined and the conversation was going and many people were expressing their views and that's, and that's what we need. Like we need to have like different people's views so we could eventually come together as one, you know, I think we're, we're far, we're still very far from that. Um, but when there are little, you know, cells of people like just opening it up, I think this is how people are getting more aware of it and and you know maybe are more prone to do some stuff to make that situation better in their own you know work or families or surroundings neighborhoods and all that stuff yeah i love how we started our conversation about being aligned, being authentic, like being who we are, whether it's, you know, showing up on video or in our posts or as a leader, I love how we talked about truly being open. And then when we start talking about disrupting the narrative, one of your first comments is really be open, truly hear the other person. Like there is something about not being afraid to be authentic, to be open. And it's even uncomfortable to say to be you know, or to wrestle with, or to be more comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because that's, that's how change happens. I mean, I, I'm sure you experimented that already in your life, but whenever like you aim for something bigger, or you have that goal to achieve, well, of course, there are steps that you, you have to take. And some steps are very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. there, there might be it might be the first time that you're experimenting something and then you're like, you're extremely scared and you, you have that negative talk in your head whatsoever, but you know that on the other side of it, this is what will help you get there. So you enter that zone of, you know, discomfort to realize that what you thought it was, 
is way worse than what truly happened. And then you experiment change and you get to that version, higher version of yourself. And, mm -hmm. and I feel that when you do that, like there's no coming back. It's not as if like you regress to the old person you, you were it's like true. 10 years ago. Like it's whenever true. you do something and you embrace that discomfort, like you, you access a place of, oh my God, I didn't, I didn't even know I had the potential to be able to, you know, overcome this. And I did. Wow. So next time it shows up, well, you have these skills. So you're like, yeah, I did that once. I can do that. And even like more difficult this time. Right. And, and you just grow. That's how it happens. That makes me think of, again, difficult conversations. They seem to be bubbling up in, uh, in human resources and in leadership this, this last couple of weeks, Fabienne. Often what I find is the leader has it, has the conversation or has the facts or the the result, the solution that she wants to see brewing or like, you know, noodling in her head going over and over and over. And what happens is it's getting, you know, more sour, more ugly, and she's getting more and more upset. Right. But what you were just saying was almost like take action. And then when you start to take action and she has that conversation either with the employee or with the customer about, you know, what's inappropriate or not aligned to our values or um, not aligned with, you know, our business objectives or a mission. When she has that conversation, she actually takes action. It doesn't quite unfold as it was in her head, you know, like she imagined all the ugliness or all the bad and all the worst, all the negatives. But then as she speaks the words, it turns out that, you know, the employee has something that they haven't shared. We didn't know. And maybe her heart cracks open. Like I didn't, I didn't know that I, you know, thank you for sharing. But on the outside, mm -hmm. we were making assumptions or we were, you know, saying things negative in our head. And then there we are brave. Like just, just as you were talking, I, I wrote down, take action. It's, it's as if we do take action on that, something that's uncomfortable, like mm -hmm. maybe having a conversation or maybe it's something in our own lives. And then we take the action and we realize it wasn't actually as ugly or as yes. negative. Yeah. And yeah. there's a second part to what you're saying, which is now we've actually built that muscle to say, okay, maybe next time we're not going to spiral into that mindset and take some action, ask some questions, be curious, show up, like you're saying, show up authentically. And then maybe we realize, oh, okay. So like last time it wasn't so bad, you know, there, there is some positive. So, yeah. And it's about, I feel it's about taking a quick decision because the more you overthink it, like the more you'll find reasons why not doing it. Mm -hmm. And, and yes, and that inner talk will take you out of it and you won't, you won't be solution oriented. In fact, it will, your brain will just like logically tell you why this couldn't work or this can't be done whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I remember reading a book, it's Mel Robbins, the five second rule. Okay. Like whenever, whenever like you have, this is like she was she was struggling with a lot of problems and uh 
And especially like she was a, a huge snoozer in the morning. She told herself the morning when she wakes up within those five seconds, when the, when she hears the alarm, she has to get out of bed or else like she'll find all, she would find all the reasons why staying in bed, but she, it's a concept that she really implemented into her whole, whole life. Whenever like she deals with something like within a very quick period of time, like she takes the decisions the decision and she acts on it because as I said like when 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 you take too long like oh let me think about it let me ponder or the the funniest is you know when you meet someone for business and you're on the call with them and they're like oh let me think about it and then you know I I always want to want to shorten the time of reflection and say well you must have an idea right now like it's it must be clear to a yes or to a no. And and it's fine. I mean, you can tell me, right? So instead of just waiting and waiting so you can find more reasons why, like, okay, just say yes or no. And, and that's okay, right? Mm-hmm. So same thing when you're, when you want to take a decision, especially when it's an important decision for, for business, for your clients and stuff. Like if you overthink it too much, then you're just, yeah, you're just on a way to finding more reasons why it couldn't work. And I would even say, like, instead of it, instead of being in your head, being in your head, being in your head, wondering, going negative, like take action. Maybe it's not make a dramatic, you know, action, but maybe it's just, okay, let's have this conversation. Mm -hmm. I think it was Brene Brown that had said something like the story I'm telling myself, like I can imagine a leader saying to somebody, the story I'm telling myself. And then it's the employee that comes to the table and says, well, actually there's a part of the you know, there's something going on in my life that you don't know about that I'm worried about. And maybe they share, maybe they don't, but then maybe the leader comes out rather than stewing on it. Maybe they come out in five seconds and say the story I'm telling myself, this is, this is what I'm seeing, but you open the conversation up where mm-hmm. then, and then hopefully if you as a leader are being at, just like in the beginning of our conversation, aligned with your values, being empathetic, showing up as your true self is not perfect all the time. And as vulnerable being, you know, showing that person that you're showing up like that, then maybe they'll respond. Exactly. That's what I feel. I think so too, because it, it will inspire others or it will inspire your team to express what they have to express. If you, if you're always real and you always share your true values for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. How are you living in your overflow these days? I, I think about overflow is like equally awesome and equally self-care because I see that a lot of women have the world on their shoulders. Gosh, the pandemic has been a year. We're both in Canada and I think we're both in a lockdown. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we're both entrepreneurs running our businesses, worried about our families, our kids, but also the business and, and the the women and men that we support um, in in life. And I think hoping that women are still able to carve out some time for their own goals, their own sense of achievement, like their own awesomeness, but also find time for what fills them up, like their own self-care. Mm-hmm. How, any tips? How are you How are you living in your awesomeness lately? <laughs> yes. Right now I'm doing something called 75 hard and it has to do with, you know, twice twice a day, I have to do a 45 minute workout. So I go out and walk 45 minutes twice a day, no alcohol, a meal plan, read 10 pages of a personal development book a day, uh, drink four liters, well, 3.8 liters of 
of water every day. So a gallon a day and uh, take a picture of yourself at the end of the day for, for just like show your improvement. So when I started doing that, I realized that uh, self-care was lacking in my life. Those two times 45 minutes, it forces me to go out and walk. And sometimes I work at the same time, as you said earlier, I take my phone and share life. I love those. Keep doing sometimes. Or, or I just take it for myself and I, I listen to affirmations yeah. or I listen to good music. Like it depends how I feel, but I know that this is time for myself. So I feel that since I've started doing that, like I'm way more productive and I have more energy uh, towards, towards my days, right? So yeah, so I'm, I'm really um, looking forward to actually bring that into my lifestyle now. And the thing about it though, is that, the concept is, you know, how you do everything, anything is how you do everything. So if you miss any of those things that I listed, like you have to start over at day one. Um, so it's my third time starting. Oh no, um, Fabienne. Yeah. So I was at day 40, I think it was like 48. And in the morning oh. I was reading my book and then Theo came and he's like, mom, play with me with my little car. So I, I played with him with the little car, right? But then I forgot, like the rest of the day, I forgot. I still had like those five pages left to read. Oh, so, so last Friday. So back to zero, you go. Yeah. No. I, woke up, I woke up in the middle of the night and I'm like, shoot, I forgot my five pages. And then I was like, oh no. So I, so I was, I had a very bad day on Saturday. I was like really into my negative feelings all day. And then Sunday, I started on day one again. So now I'm at what? Day four. <laughs> and your goal is 75 days straight. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But, but the thing about that too, and it's funny because uh, we spoke about that in our group call in the coaching program I'm in. We're so great at, because I'm a high achiever, I'm mm -hmm. always focused on what's coming ahead, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I have a tendency sometimes to like forget about all the path or all the journey or all the results that I've gotten out of it. So what made me snap out of that bad day on Saturday was that, wait a minute, I had done 48 days without like missing anything. And I had never done that before in my life, following that program for 48 days. Like it's, it's. It was a, like, to me, it was a first, right? So therefore, I mean, I start again, yes, but very grateful for that journey that, you know, I was able to take time for myself twice a day, read these books, you know, every day, still be there for my family, still owning my business, still adding clients to my business, still selling, still what blah, 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 all of that, you know, during those days. So it made me start like, yes, fresh start, but at the same time, like quite proud of what I had accomplished. So instead of feeling like, oh no, my God, like, I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm just back. And my partner was like, oh, you started already? Like, I thought you were going to wait because my birthday is coming up at the end of May. And he's like, how are you going to eat the cake? I'm like, well, I'll find another option. I might not eat cake for my birthday, but I'll eat something and make it special, right? Here I am again. again. A true, a true leader and in inspiration. This is exactly why I needed your voice and inspiration and motivation. Like I'm almost, I'm almost in tears. Like it's perfect, right? So high achiever to high achiever, 
I say to you, oh no, Fabienne, oh no, you couldn't have. And so there I'm saying what I say to myself, right? Oh no, you broke your promise. You didn't do it. You didn't finish. You didn't like you, you missed. Right. And so here I am brokenhearted, like, and I'm even saying it to you, I'm projecting it onto you. Oh no. And what a leader you are, right. You say to me, you know what? Stop a minute. I did 48 freaking days in a row that I've never done. I followed my commitment 48 days. Can we not celebrate that? You know what? Like this episode is complete. Like this is exactly <laughs> This is exactly what we needed to hear today, right? Was, wait a minute, why aren't we celebrating 48 freaking days? Well, yeah. well, yeah, you're exactly right. And so a fret and a, even your attitude about a fresh start. So it's a fresh start. It's a fresh start. I didn't say, I didn't say I didn't feel like you felt um, on Saturday, Saturday, this is how I felt. I was like, yeah. oh my God, like how, how what a failure. I mean, I knew I would not be able to do it. Like all that stuff, yeah, you know, yeah. all Saturday, it was such a crappy day. <laughs> yeah. But then Sunday, I was like, wait a minute. Like <laughs> 48 days. What? That's yeah. longer what than about that journey. Yeah. That's longer than anything I've done. I, I had never done like more because the first time I had done, I think it was like nine days. And then I forgot to take my picture so I had to start over again, but 48 was like a first. Now, at least if I reach nine this time, I'm already better than the second time I've done it. And then if I reach 49, then it means I'm better than the last time I did it, right? You're so beautiful. So You're, I'm improving. It's so beautiful. It's so, I love, I love our conversation about values and being authentic and being empathetic, like to others, opening our hearts. And then here we are like recapping with, hold on a second. Can we be easy on ourselves too? And yeah. like, and yeah, fair enough. We're allowed to have a day where, you know, we darn like, yes, we should have done better. I, I should have remembered, but yeah. And really you gave time to your son. Like that was a valuable time. It's not like, you know, you dove into a big chocolate Sunday, like which you're welcome <laughs> no. to do as well. But yeah, I gave time to my son and, and, process or the the challenge with integrity but I love that you're coming back to remind us wait a minute can we just celebrate we just and I think in the midst of the pandemic it's I'm noticing that as a general sweeping statement we're finding it hard to see the little things to celebrate because there's so many like I keep calling it a wet blanket there's so many things certainly here in Ontario where another lockdown another restriction you know, less gatherings, one more wet blanket. The kids um, here at home are, my kids are not in school. Um, they're online, they're online learning. Even just that little reminder of, can we just celebrate that we've just made it through 48 days? Like whatever and, that. And a, and a whole year of the pandemic. Yeah, and I a mean, whole year. We've, we've never experimented that before. It's new for everyone. Yes, it is. It's new for everyone. So can we just like give ourselves a minute like to say well okay we survived through that year yes and and i'm sure that if we take time to 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 evaluate like how we've grown we have grown Absolutely. i i feel that the pandemic has forced us like to really focus on the essentials um because the kids are home or because like there's a curfew or because you can't do this and you can't do that well you had to really focus 
on my end, I really have to be focused on, okay, what's more important to accomplish and let me focus on that. And all the superficial things, you, you just like, they're not necessary, right? So it's mm-hmm. like a big cleaning also of, of what, what's important to focus on, I feel. And I also feel that, yeah, I mean, too many people are like, well, you know, complaining about the situation, but then not realizing that uh, it was new to them too. you know, that they have to give themselves grace. And, you know, they've overcome so much through that last year (laughs) with your shirt. I like it. And I'm dressed in red too. See, (laughs) two girls in red. We're going to change. We're going to help you change your mindset, inspire you for another 48 days. Yeah, I really, I really appreciate, I knew, I really appreciate you joining us where you are exactly who we need to hear this week. Um, about mindset and inspiration and celebrating our own awesomeness. Are you reading any, so you're reading a good book. Is there any good books you'd recommend for us or podcasts that you'd recommend to us? I would say uh, the book, The Four Agreements okay. by uh, Don Miguel Ruiz. And it's about like simple, four simple concepts of life, but they're very simple, but it's not necessarily easy to, uh, to implement them daily. But when you remind yourself, you know, like it's a good, you know, book that you could leave on your side, like side of your bed, because Mm -hmm. once in a while, when you go back on it and you're like, oh yeah, that's true. This agreement today, I didn't respect it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I should get better at this or, you know, it's just uh, great reminders for little concepts in life that are extremely simple, but not necessarily easy to implement. Yeah. Even as you said, to read, to commit to yourself, read 10 pages or reread, like reread 10 pages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would you say, Fabienne, if you had a chance, if, if you could go back and speak to your 21 year old self, or, or if you had a 21 year old in front of you, what advice would you have for her today? Hmm. I would say that just that you're enough. <laughs> I think at the beginning of my 20s, I, I was chasing for more still and, and not see in that phase of, and, and also I, I think I've always been a high achiever. Uh, I've never felt average whatsoever. So, uh, so I always wanted to, the what, what's next, you know, instead of, of realizing that I, that I already have a lot of tools to, to be to be happy or to accomplish great things, you know? I feel that some things came later in my life because it, uh, it was hard for me to recognize like all the skills that I had. And I was still waiting for, you know, recognition or someone to allow me to do some things, right? So I would just say like, own who you are and you have everything that it takes to lead you everywhere that you wanna go. So just, uh, yeah, just do it. Don't wait for permission. Seriously, so beautiful. I think that has been the thread through our whole conversation about showing up authentically, you know, being yourself, not being afraid of, you know, this is who I am. And yeah, I don't, I don't speak the the same values for everyone on, on this earth, but who is listening? Who is in your tribe? Who can you inspire or kind of pay it forward? And mm-hmm. yeah, allow yourself to own who you are. That's beautiful. That's really beautiful. Thank you so much for joining our podcast. Thank you for the inspiration and the reminder, especially to, well, thank you for me. And I'm sure there's someone else out there listening as a good reminder 
that they too are a self-proclaimed high achiever. And maybe you need to thank yourself for the last 48 days that you, you did it. And Hey, here's to a, here's to a fresh start. Let's, let's, let's have that attitude. Yes. Thank you so much for inviting me. This was lots of fun. Thank yes. you, Kim. Thank, Thank you. you. Woo! Fabienne rocks. <laughs>